I'm jumping back to page six for a moment. There's a, there's a paragraph there, I think, which is helpful. And then we're going to go up to in page eight, which we're going to jump back to there after a moment. So the second paragraph, the second structure on page eight, talks about the personal composite of one's life. And the goal that we're trying to really go through is the understanding of all the stages of a person's life. As each person travels to different stages in life, the childhood, teenage years, young adulthood, marriage, parenthood, and each stage is an independent stage, and the totality of all of them is, is obviously the whole person, person's life. And the fact that each stage is necessary to build on, one after the other, is really what we're trying to get to. So we look at the whole picture, which is the person's whole life is in totality, and then the understanding of each stage by itself, which really which focusing right now on the first stage, the stage of where it begins the foundation. And jumping ahead to page 8, on the bottom paragraph where we ended off, he says, this is the goal of the years of Sheva Levi. We are starting the foundation, and we'll always look back to those years as the beautiful marshal, the lamp that lights our, present, our path to the present, our path in the present. As long as the windows of that lamp are free of grime, as long as the flame is kept burning, it will illuminate the darkest of nights. That means a person's trying to light up their life and really create the direction with the foundation. And that's going to be the ultimate light which will take them to the rest of their life. It's not something which is just for that stage itself. It's certainly the beginning of it. It's something to really carry a person through, through the whole life. And he says, this is really what happened to Kalah In the Midbar, Kalah was in this pristine stage. Everyone was Sheva Levi. Everyone lived learning Torah only. Everyone was taken care of by Kodesh Baruch Hu, their clothing, their food, shoes, everything was taken care of. That means this is the totality of Kalah and Sheva Levi, and this is that stage in a person's life. They are fully living Sheva Levi life. The years in Yeshiva's Sheva Levi life. What's crucial is to realize how that stage is going to help for the next stage. And this is what Marshall uses, that it's the lamp, the light, that gives direction and helps out for every stage that comes afterwards. When Kalah Yisrael started with, with the Midbar, and the, there, was dar, there was a Dardaya, the Dar Midbar, Kalah Yisrael's rest of history was all built on that. That became, means we had a pure, pristine stage of history, Everything came afterwards, and that everything we came out from that, from what Claudius received at that, at that stage. What Claudius went through afterwards, when they went, most people went out to work afterwards. They were working fields, they lived in Eretz Israel. That, that's what happened. In no way did that negate what took place earlier. In no way did that undo what took place earlier. The opposite. It was only possible to really be successful in the next stage because of the earlier stage of Claudius' existence as a pure Sheva Levi. This is a, a word here which I'm going to skip for right now. And we'll jump to the second to last paragraph in this chapter where he quotes Revolve and Ali Shur in the introduction. Really a fascinating concept. So Revolve writes in the introduction, I looked it up, just I want to see the, the introduction itself. Revolve writes, Ali Shur is one of the most fundamental Ashkafik Svarim that exists, certainly in, from our times and really ever. And Revolve writes, where did he get the impetus to write? Ali Shur. I'm just going to read it from a few lines here. It says, Shana Misbar Zachal Reis Lushmayas Admar. He says, For many years he was Eichet to learn by Viruchim, by the Mashkiach. Uminayema, who had Yem La Yinella Milosha's Eitzes Benashe. Kaitan Yuchalahi, Lahachi is Laatmis, Agoshas, Hanalas, or Ramimis. He says, From the day I left 
from the from the Mashkiach, from Virochem. Until today, until he's writing the Sefer, I've been trying to find ways to connect, to reconnect to that to that stage of my life. The Raymond he says, the uplifting, the the lofty levels that I lived on that time with the Mashkiach, with everything I received from it. I was trying to find everything I was I was trying to go afterwards. And he says, the Chibash Derevzeh, Kumuvan Alpi Yisayid the Sarniach, I don't know, the thing, the, the search for this Derech, so to hold on to it, to reconnect to this Kayo the Mashkiach, he says, Hu HaShahidrech HaSamachah Be'Vigosh Telatayr Sabedah Sashal Tamid HaChamim HaTikufar HaShayin. He says, this is what I was, I put down in, in, in this Sefer, and he writes that the whole Sefer is really the Yisayid, this everything I learned from the Mashkiach, and been working my whole life to go try to get back to that. And Vlabiansky makes this point that Revolba, for the rest of his life, was Mashkiach, right? I was there from, from Revolba in, in, in Yeshiva. He was Mashkiach his whole life. And he spent his whole life trying to reconnect to the years he was by the Mashkiach. The few years, so it was two or three years he was by the Mashkiach, that he learned by the, by the Mashkiach. That means those years set up and set up everything that came afterwards was a result of those few years, the pristine years that he learned purely by the Mashkiach. And everyone has on that similar level, on some level, on some way, that concept. That we can look back and find what were the years of, of pure, pristine connection that we had, and how is that going to be able to manifest itself with the rest of my life? And that's really what the, what the goal is, to take everything that we got from the first stages and bring it forward, take it forward, apply it, Use it in the, in the, use it in the, in the practical world that we live in for the rest of our lives. And he says to summarize, just as Claudius was comprised of shvatim with different roles, so to a person's lifetime contains different periods, different emphasis. Claudius was the whole experience that shaved a lady period in the desert, so too each and every individual is meant to experience a period of living in the life of shaved Levi. That period of life is the is the real him, no less and perhaps no perhaps more so than the strata that will follow. Which means that's our foundation. That's who really we are. That's the core of, of the essence. The kedusha we are is really built then, and it's going to really manifest afterwards. That's the you say it really the entire entire sefer. And it gets now to the next chapter two is really the next stage. Now it's a stage really which all of us are after that stage. All of us, including myself, left, left the yeshiva world. We're not there anymore. We've taken a step beyond. And the first, it's important to go back and say, it's true, we're not revisiting that decision today. It's not our goal. It's not the purpose of what his next chapter is. But it is to help us, how does one get to that decision? Because if I understand how we got there, how we should have gotten there, and the goal of how it was supposed to happen, it can help us, number one, understand then, more importantly, understand now, is that where did this come from? What was the transition? What caused the transition? What should have caused the transition? What should have brought me to this stage? Hopefully it was done through the process as Lapansky lays it down. But even if it wasn't, if we have, it gives us a perspective of what should be done, and hopefully therefore for decisions going f- forward as well, to give us the perspective of how to make those decisions. So is this a decision-making skill that he's trying to do? Because like, the decision that was made... To do, to do happened, did, right. Like, happened there, right? Exactly. Well, you can't retroactively yeah. change exactly. how we should have thought unless, unless it's, it's going to propel future decisions. Exactly. And that's really the point that I was bringing out. Yes, it's going to really take a person to be able to help make further decisions beyond whatever was made till now, how to go forward. So this is a fascinating point. He quotes a Goyen, the Goyen in Mishle. I'm going to read it in the Hebrew on the bottom. The Goyen writes, in where it's 
in bold, every person has a path that they're supposed to be following in. Every person is different. We think different. And we look different, which is just a symbol of our premiums, how we're different. Every person is somewhat different who they are. At a time in history when there was Nevi'im, person would go to the Navi to go and find out. The Navi had the ability to look at a person and say, this is what you should be doing. This is where you should go. This is where you should be following. This is the path you should be doing. This is the profession you should go into. The Navi had that ability to do that. Find out what Navi wanted and then follow that. So it was, a, it was a really, in a way, a very simple idea. I went to the Navi, told me what to do, and I just had to follow it. Okay, so that maybe was a struggle to figure out how am I going to do it? What am I going to do? But that's what there was. So what happens now? Says the Gain. This is a fascinating thing. Every person has Ruach HaKedosh inside of them. On some level. And without the Navi being there to tell us what to do, we have internal Ruach HaKedosh. Now the guy continues, and he quotes it on the bottom, Dalamaisa, to go and follow our own Ruach HaKedosh, which we have on some level inside of us, he says we have so many things that pull us in different directions and distort that Ruach HaKedosh, it's impossible really to know what's coming from proper places and what's not. What's from Anagias and what's from not. It's impossible. He says a line from the Goyen. He says, who's able to say that I have the clarity and there's nothing inside of me which is distorting the Ruach Hashem which is inside of me? My taivas, my desires, my tivoy, my the way my nature, and very likely it's being pulled off in directions which it shouldn't be going in. Says there's really no one who has no remia, no distortion, which is inside of them. And it says the only person who has that is someone who's davuk mamish, someone who's fully connected to Kodesh Baruch who has that ability. I once heard from Rav Moshe, directly I heard this, he said this over, Rav Moshe said about himself, that the way he was there to Das Teira, so what I heard he said, is that he didn't look at newspapers. He didn't, he didn't have any, nothing, nothing else, nothing secular was in Ramesh's world. And therefore, it was pure Teira. So everything I say, and it's, uh, everything I say is Das Teira, because nothing, beside, nothing inside of me besides Teira. So Ramesh could say that, and Ramesh was the reality of him, that he had nothing inside of him besides Teira. But as soon as someone has other, other aspects inside of them which are taken different directions, it's impossible that a person will be able to make decisions by themselves or rely upon their own Ruach HaKedosh, which the guy calls it, without being somewhat distorted. And that's where it comes in a Rebbe. And he says that the two things that are necessary once it's no longer a Nevoah is honesty, which is as much as possible honesty, and a close Rebbe mm-hmm. who's able to really help and define are we being honest with ourselves are vital, crucial, and necessary. And in this decision, he's going to go back to this decision, which again, a decision that, that, that someone would have made at one time. This is how it goes. The person asks himself, what's my level of learning? Can I disseminate Torah? 
Am I unique? My talents? Are there activities that I find myself wishing to do? Do I feel my inner desire to learn is waning? What are my financial needs? These are all the things that one has to work through and struggle with and figure through. And he says an amazing thing. There are no correct answers as such. The answer is not to be found in an objective checklist. It goes to the heart of who and what the person is. And this is a crucial line, both leaving learning because of a lucrative career and staying in learning out of a misguided sense of guilt are wrong. Those two, both of those are wrong. Because this is a very, very multifaceted question, which comes with many aspects. Financial is part of it. My own Matthias is a part of it. My desires are part of it. Where am I holding is part of it? All those questions are part of it. And therefore, this multifaceted question needs, number one, honesty with oneself, but needs a Rebbe figure who can really be honest and be honest with the person to give that proper guidance to where they're going. And this, to address your point before, this is why it's so crucial in every stage in life, in every major decision. This way this decision is approached is the same way you approach every major decision in life. Trying to put all the, fast, fa- the factors together and then hopefully taking it something which is going to be, be honest with ourselves and having an outside Rebbe can really be honest with us. The whole concept of Das Torah is, is, is a very important question. I want to just focus for a few moments on, on this, this concept. I had, a, I had a, someone I knew well who, this goes back many years ago, and we were living in Eretz Yisrael, and he was offered a particular, Steller was Steller in Kurdish in America. And you want to, sure? Should he take it? Should he not take it? He didn't know what to do. And he went to Rabbi Leib. That's how. Ask Rabbi Leib what to do. And Rabbi Leib told him, "Stay in Eretz Yisrael. Stay in Eretz Yisrael. Don't don't take it." Now the mahalach that I have from my rebbeim, and this is I think the accepted mahalach that Lifshitz world works with, is that's not the way. We don't ask shalos that way. We don't ask shalos that way. Rabbi Leib had no idea who he was. He's basically using Rabbi Leib as, 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 the, as the Navi, as the Urim Atumim. And Rabbi Leib asked, answered whatever he answered. He has a chassus shalom. It's not our question to death. But the question itself is not, that's not a mahalach. Why? Because the Hasidic world is somewhat different. And it's not really, it's not our, not the whole, part of it, some of it certainly has a different perspective on this in, in some aspects of the Hasidic world. But certainly the Litvish Yeshiva world does not use G'daylem as Urim Atumim. Now, like, God has no idea who I am, never saw me before, never met me before, and I asked the major fundamental life, Shaila, should I go back to America or not, based on a Urim Atumim type of question. It's not really that. It's incorrect. It's incorrect. And that's, that's the point Vlapiansky mentions. The rabbi has to be a personal one, someone who both has personal stature and a close understanding of the student. A distant god though simply is not the same as a personal rabbi, and a book certainly is not the appropriate guide. And this is something which I agree, it's, it's, it's something which is unfortunately happens all the time. You, know, you use G'daylem as Urim Atumim, it's not, it, it's not the way it's, it's meant to be used. It's not, it's a mistake. Is that for a personal, like, making a life decision regarding taking a job and this and that? So you're supposed to, are you supposed to go to like a gadol for 
just for bracha or for any kind or for other types of things? If, if, some, if someone could, if that. someone could build a relationship with the god, I'll take my name. It's wonderful. It's incredible. But that was like right. in, the, in the Lower East Side in the 1950s. It did, and it's not, in fact, practical or feasible. And Gedolim are, I can certainly for major Halachim was was passing Velt Shilas, right? Halachic Shilas, which were which were intricately beyond. But there's nothing to do with the door and personal life guidance, yeah. right? That there wasn't. Uh, that's not. That's not. <laughs> so the we can get from, and learn from them and get from them. But then it comes: How do I apply that personally? How do I use that personally? It's a whole different shaila. It's a whole different shaila. So the gedolim are 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 beacons of light for everything. But then, how do I take that beacon of light and filter it into myself? It's a whole different, a whole different world. I once heard from Rav Eichter, who was a very, very close talent from Revolba. And Revolba was explaining to him, and he was showing for us from Revolba this concept of Das Teira. And he gave us a marshal that he once, he was a Meshkech in Yeshiva, in, I think it was in, I forget where it was. And he had a shayla about a bacher to throw him at or not. So he wasn't sure. So he went to Revolva to discuss the shayla with him. So Revolva said, I'm not going to tell you what to do. You're the mashkiach of the yeshiva. You have to decide what to do. It's not my, it's not my yeshiva. It's your yeshiva. You have to decide. It's your achrayis. She so says, okay, so uh, what do I do? What, what? He said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to help you weigh which of your tzadim are chashev, which aren't so chashev. So he said, this side and that side. We've all helped them weigh which tzadim are more chashev, which are less chashev. What, how do you prioritize? How do you categorize? And he said, but now it's your decision. You have to go back and make the decision yourself. Take a chayis for it and make that decision. And that's maybe in the, somewhat of an extreme, but it's not really. In other words, that ultimately, decisions are our own. To be made, they, they're our, our life. We need to make, take a chayis for it and for them. The concept of where a Rebbe fits in is, is to help us come to it, like, like he's saying, to come to an honest evaluation and to be able to understand ourselves and to understand where our Nagis fits in where Nagiyas doesn't fit in, where it shouldn't fit in, where it's supposed to fit in, where it's not supposed to fit in. That's really the goal of a, of a Rebbe, of a, of a personal Rebbe. And he said, if an honest Cheshbon Nefesh leads you, guard you by your Rebbe. The Rebbe is there as a guide. He's not making decisions for us. And this is, I think, why it's so relevant for the, our entire lives to understand where the, and how the decisions are made. No, they're not made by someone else. I, don't, this is, I remember Vlechta saying this. We don't take off our das and give it to someone else. That's not the goal. It's not the purpose. That's not supposed to be doing that. Our Christ, our responsibility. We have to do that. But the goal is to be able to use and get clarity and hopefully work through our own negias and where where is it, where it's not, in order to make a decision. I remember when Dr. Loeb was here, he bemoaned the fact that, that people don't speak to their parents more. That 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 as well, for sure. Right. And it's a balance. I mean, that, that, and from a Hashkafa perspective, Rebbeim have a tremendous amount to offer in terms of that. But in certain places, parents understand and can give, can help. Again, if the goal is to help give ourselves the clarity, we can get clarity from different places. And in Hashkafa things, in the wing, like Revolva was doing, it was wing, Hashivas, lack of Hashivas, that is someone who's seeped in terror can do that. But there's some aspects of ourselves, understanding ourselves, and that's a place where a parent could maybe be something more helpful, or a friend could be more helpful sometimes in terms of understanding ourselves and understanding where we're looking at. 
And he says, if after a careful examination of yourself, you come to a different conclusion that one should be leaving the yeshiva world and not be there, then the questions only start. So, and these are the questions which we'll, we'll continue on really working through the whole Sefer. How do I base a choice of career? How do I look at money? The goal of, working, the goal of earning money? Anything wrong with making lots of money? How about where does stucco fit in? Is that make it that everything's okay if I make a lot of stucco? Am I really supposed to look yeshivish? Where does dress fit in? How do I divide up my time? Right, there's multiple aspects of time, particularly when a person's out in the world between home and the office and family and community and askanis. There's, there's all those come together now, and particularly when one's out in the world, and the yeshiva world is pristine. It's focused on Torah, that's it. All of a sudden, all these questions are raised. And that's, again, the, the line will continue, the, the goal will continue to be able to use honesty in ourselves and our rebellion to help us make those choices and really figure out where we're going. These are the questions that this book is designed to help you grapple with. There's no neatly packaged answers because there's no absolute. All those questions are very much personal. And that's why we need to keep them personal, make them personal. And secondly, and this is more important, he says, is the struggle with these issues is self avoid Hashem. And that's a crucial point. That we... This point, like I just mentioned before, of Das Teira, if we take it off our Das and giving it over to someone else, so we never struggle through with, with, the, with the question of Bechlal. We just took responsibility and gave it over to someone else. In the goal of working through decisions, every one of these major questions, money and time and finances and tzedakah and all the questions which will come up throughout our entire lives, there's a struggle through them. There's no perfect answer. And there's no, and part of us to struggle with it ourselves, have outside help to help us struggle with it and through it, and be able to really come to a evolving maskana. There's no maskana where it ends, or now I, I got all the answers. There's no answer. And the answer that was relevant today may not be relevant tomorrow, or the next day, or the next week, or the next month. It's an evolving process, how we work through and struggle through these issues. Life is about struggling through the issues. He says, that's Avodah Hashem, struggling through the issue. This is a beautiful thing. Bechir is, you often translate as free will. So in reality, the, the, it means to choose, to be bachar. And he says very close to the word bara, which means to distinguish between, to separate the, like on Shabbos, bara from sailors from eichel. Take away, push away this, keep that. And this is okay, this is not okay. Analyzing and agonizing is the core of this process. Our life is meant to, to be active, to do and to accomplish. Choosing is the first step. So just to wrap up this chapter, right, the, the question had one asked, which is the major question, is, is really a one-time approach to this question. Am I leaving the yeshiva world? We've all done that. Made that decision, hopefully, in, in the process that we've laid out, of really understanding ourselves, our needs, where we are, what we are, what our natiyas are, what our making a decision, using a Rebbe to help make that decision. And then afterwards, once the decision is made, to be able to go and struggle through all the aspects that will come up now. And every aspect that, and that's, we'll see the whole Sefer doesn't give us perfect, right? It's not, if we had a way to go and you know, find a checklist for life that, okay, now when I get into this situation, I do this, okay, I did that, and I checked it off, right? It, it's really missing the point of, of what our Rebbe's Shem is all about. Each one of these, each one of these chapters will bring up is, is a struggle. It's a struggle to work through and to figure out and to get hashkafa and to get the and to try to figure out how does it apply to me 
and work it through, and hopefully through that be boicher, be boirer, right? To separate and to really see with a clarity of where I should be going, where I shouldn't be going, what's correct, what's incorrect, and that's the way the process of what the, the entire rest of our lives is all about. After we make that decision, the process of the avoid which comes afterwards. And we will continue on next week, which the next chapter, which is Sheva Levi versus the other Shvatim in terms of realizing where does Sheva Levi fit in? Are they higher? Are they better? Right? Are, we, are we lower now because we're not Sheva Levi anymore? And that's a very, very important point in terms of realizing the perspective and the, and the, and the totem pole. Right? That it's, it's not, we look at it as just a, one step higher than the next, and we'll see that it's a very different perspective in that. Shall we get to that next week? Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. A good Shabbos.